and welcome to the Classified Cheat Codes Podcast, your source for the newest news in gaming. I am your host, Josiah, from Caterpillar Mom Plays, and today we are joined by a special guest host, and you wanted me to use your gamer tag, right? I may be homicidal just, or homicidal. Just call me homicidal. Okay, homicidal. Can I call you homie or home? Homie. <laughs> just call you homie throughout the whole thing. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, Mike had to set out this week because of scheduling issues and just the just basically the weather. Like when we were able to schedule together, we weren't both in the condition to record. So then, you know, things come up. So I had my friend Homie <laughs> fill in for him. This oh my week, god! Let's, and he's let's just going to stick the, around for the uh, whole program. To something else. What do you want to switch it to? What do you want to switch it to? Uh, Homicidal? Yeah, let's just do that. Can we just use your name? <laughs> yeah, just use my name. That, that's fine. Okay, this is my friend Shay. Hi, and how are Shay you? is going to help me <laughs> bring you all the newest news in gaming. Um, So, I mean, I could introduce you, but I don't really know what you would want me to introduce you as. Uh, do you want to say anything quick about who you are and what you do. Uh, my name is Shay. I just had a, I have a one-year-old son. I get to game when I want. It's great. And yeah. <laughs> you're, you're describing basically my life in a year. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but we'll, we'll see that when we come to it. Maybe we can do an anniversary show. Well, where we'll do this exact same show, but a year from now. Right? Another 10 and years from now, we'll my have opinion. kids do it. Right. <laughs> no, they'll be running the audio cables around <laughs> and working the lights and cameras. <laughs> Jeez, I hope by 2030 we don't still have as many wires. Right. <laughs> I mean, if everything was wireless, we would just be all glowing, right? Exactly. Anyway. <laughs> There's my boomer talking. Um, so... <laughs> So this last week, um, we usually start our shows off, if you're new to the show, we start off talking about games that we have played, and since it's been a little while since our last show, I actually have played quite a few games. Um, Usually I just play Call of Duty and Overwatch, but this week I also was able to touch uh, Rogue Company, and Rogue Company, if you haven't seen what it is, it's like Hi-Rez's answer to um, Valorant. Slash also, I don't know. It's also got the third person thing going on. It's really weird. Um, have you seen this game, Shay? Um, I've heard of it. I don't know much information about them, though. So it reminds me of Team Fortress 2 in a sense that it seems that you're quickly overpowered by people have, that have played the game just an hour more than you because your deaths are so fast. This isn't a thing that you can like peek around corners and get a couple of hits. This is one of those things where if you're out in the open and don't see your enemy for one second, you're dead. So it's kind of a weird game to be doing like King of the Hill slash capture the point when if you just don't know the map, you're dead. (laughs) So I don't know. I haven't been able to actually get into the game because of that fact, because every time I jump in, I feel like, my team is completely overpowered. And it's not just me. It's the other people on the team are also like 
killed within seconds because we're going against a team that actually knows how to play the game or something. Um, so I don't know. It feels broken right now in its mechanics of how you actually play the game, but I might give it a second shot. I only played it for like maybe 15 to 25 minutes before I was like, let me just play something else. But I don't know. It looks good. I like the idea of the game. I like, um, the design of the characters. They've got these operators that have this, um, interesting design for a type of, and I'm just glad that's not another battle Royale game, I guess is all I can say about it. What platform (laughs) is um, it on? It's on everything. Pretty sure it's a Xbox PS4, uh, PC, I don't know if it's on Switch, but it's high res's new game that they have in beta right now. I might have to give that a try. Yeah, um, the only reason I tried it was I was given a code for it, so <laughs> I'm not sure if I would have already tried it if I wasn't. So, um, But so far, it's, it's, it's interesting. I like the fact, so before you start a match, so basically it's got the thing where you glide down just like everything now, where you glide down from a ship, but... You're gliding down to a very small area that's basically just a couple of points, so you have to capture points. But before you do that, you customize your loadout with coins that you've got in kind of like paladins. So you can like buy weapon upgrades or armor upgrades or speed upgrades or whatever you want to do as far as what angle you want to go for. So it, it's interesting. I like the customization for it, but th- that all feels shallow when... Even if you customize your armor all the way up, you still die in three hits instead of two hits. You know, <laughs> that, that's pretty crazy. Is it so, so is it like more realistic than like uh, like Warzone, like within like uh, damage and stuff? I mean, I guess so, but at the same time, it's in third person, I believe. Unless I'm like got a terrible memory, I'm pretty sure it's in third person. Third, a third so person it, battle royale—that's pretty crazy. Yeah, and. It's captured the the point, so you kind of you can see around corners in third person, but people strafe still, and you can still get hit or nicked in the shoulder a couple times, and you're dead. I don't know. My opinion of it is the the actual the actual like gunfights don't feel fair enough to actually feel like you're having fun. <laughs> they seem quickly overpowered with people who just have better aim quicker than you. Or just know how to use the weapons, you know. But I don't know. Maybe it's something that you have to play a while before you get into. But I don't feel like I had this experience with other games like Overwatch. or, um, I mean, at least Modern Warfare, I feel like it did take me a while to have fun with it. Because if you have never played a game like that, or I hadn't played one in like five or six years... It did take me a while to get up to speed to actually know how to get the jump on people. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, Rogue Company is kind of a mixed opinion for me right now. Um, other games I played, I played the new Microsoft Flight Simulator game, which is included in PC Game Pass Ultimate. Um, I We talked about this on the show over a year ago, but PC Flight Simulator looked really amazing because you could fly to real places that exist in the world right now. So like, I flew to my house, and <laughs> I flew over the college that is near my house. And like, it's really weird to like fly over your city and see what it looks like from above. But at the same time, it's a flight simulator game. So the controls are um, 
really realistic. So <laughs> it's really hard to uh, keep control of your vehicle while you're just trying to look at the landscape. So um, I don't know. It's it's for their target audience. It's a flight simulator. If you're not interested in it, you won't play it. Um, it's load times are really long, at least for me. It's got a pretty big install. Um, I don't know. I wasn't able to run it at its highest graphics. I was able to run it at its like second highest graphics. Uh, it still looked really good, but I know the highest graphics setting like puts the full detail on the houses and stuff, but uh, it's not accurate enough in real time that like you can see people walking around or anything, but it's pretty accurate in the sense that it has road work on it that they just started you know, within the last year <laughs> on it that I've seen. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty cool from the, the aspect of how accurate it is to the landscape, but, um, I've never really played a flight simulator game, so I don't know what to compare it to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I grew up with a lot of pilot stuff because my, uh, my brother-in-law, he's a pilot. Well, now he's a captain, oh, cool. and then his daughter is a pilot now. It's it's pretty crazy, but that that's cool. So, does it use like uh, something like Google Images for the game, or how does that work? Do you know? I think there is another company that it uses satellite data from. When you boot up the game, you can choose offline or active satellite or something. So, yeah, I think it uses a combination of different map sources. Um, I don't think it's Google though. I think it's another thing. I think it's like a third party that they're using. So is that game pretty new then? Yeah, it came out, I think last week. So it launched on game pass cause it's Microsoft. Well, I'm um, going to give that a obviously. try. Hopefully they don't have any privacy issues down the road. <laughs> I don't, I don't feel like they would because it's all just building shapes, you know? Like you would have to recognize the building. There isn't like you fly over a building and it says this is where they keep, you know, orphans or something. <laughs> they don't like tell you exactly what buildings are, you know. Um, so I don't think there would be security issues with it. Um, you can type in airports so you can find airports. And what's really funny is you can find really small ones. I found one actually in my city and it's like you know an airport that is just really a landing strip um but if you can find it it's it's on there and it's really funny you can use the world map and kind of spin around and like look for the big airports and then the more you zoom in you see the little bitty dots and they slowly turn into names and then it's like crazy that you see so many in just like out in the country you know yeah it's that it's interesting man yeah, I, I do want to try it again. I do want to try to take off from a larger airport because I've been using the little landing strips just to see like the geographics near my home. But if I like took off from Dallas or Houston or something, I would like to see those larger airports with just 100 percent city around, you know, so I think that would be pretty cool. So how are the controls in that game? Because I know like real planes like diff so much. So there's, I think there's three settings. I think there's, I don't fly a plane and don't really ever want to. And then there's like the middle ground where it's, I want a challenge that is more like a uh, airplane feeling like I'm actually working to fly it. And I think there's a third level that's like 100% like you need the 
flight stick controller and all this other stuff. <laughs> but even with a Xbox controller, it tells you on the easiest one, which is what I used, um, even with an Xbox controller, you still have to use the mouse and keyboard. The mouse allows you to access your uh, heads up display and the keyboard allows you to like type in uh, coordinates and like where you're actually going and things. So it already runs on, you know, three inputs. <laughs> Even if you wanted to be like, let me just plug in my controller. You still need the keyboard to access the different um, uh, airports and stuff. So that, so it's already pretty demanding on how much hardware you need, even without a flight stick. So, yeah, I don't know. You could try it on the highest settings and see what in the world you have to do. But there's a... The highest settings may not allow you to have the third-person view because I've been flying outside of the plane with the camera, but there's one inside the camera where you can see all of like the flight controls. I'm sure that's the highest setting is that you cannot <laughs> see outside of the ca uh, the cockpit. But um, yeah, there's a, there's a view from inside, and I'm sure if you had a flight stick hooked up, it would be more accurate. Well, I got to give that game a try because... Uh, it sounds super interesting. It'd be kind of cool to fly around my city. Yeah. And um, the, it is really funny because when you're trying to do almost impossible things with a plane, um, there's this little voice that keeps saying that you're about to stall. And I kind of got used to hearing it because I kept doing sharp turns and things that I shouldn't have been doing at low altitudes. <laughs> <laughs> so it was constantly saying I was going to stall. Um, but it, it's a it's a visually nice game so far. But I mean, it's one of those things where I feel like you just need to play it, have a little fun with it, and then like turn it off. But to own it, you'd have to be obsessed with the genre, yeah, of uh, game. But the you know, thankful for Game Pass, you don't have to own it. You can just try it, you know, have your fun with it, and then uninstall its 100 gigabytes of installation. Is that game really <laughs> that sure big? I think it's 106. Um, it told me I couldn't put it on my uh, local boot up drive. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll put it on another drive. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's a pretty big game. Um, but what else I played this week? Um, I also played. also played a game called Observation. It is in Game Pass and I didn't play too much of this game. Uh, but it is intriguing me to finish it. I really hope I can finish it before it gets taken out of Game Pass. Um, I feel like Game Pass is always getting these games that are based on you go into outer space and you find a ship that's been abandoned. And you have to figure out why it's abandoned because I feel like I've played about three or four games that are exactly this game from the plot point of view. But from the actual construction of the gameplay point of view this is original uh in this game you play as the ai of the ship so all you can see is the person that's coming to the ship through the ship's cameras and you can oscillate through the cameras and through the different rooms and you can access different controls of the ship so basically you don't have free movement in this game but there's a character that's running through that you have to assist by jumping between cameras and finding problems with the ship and recovering data and shit. And 
that's an interesting twist on the genre because I feel like I keep playing the same game of you enter a ship and it's supposed to be scary because you're alone and it's in first person and you got to figure out what's going on. But in this game, you are the AI, so you kind of are in control of everything. And the limitations that they put on you is the fact that you don't have certain memories because, like, you know, there's been damage to your core memory cells or something. <laughs> but it's it's interesting in the sense that it puts a little twist on the genre. Um, it's a little bit slower paced than those other games that I've been talking about. I forget any of their names. I think Tacoma was kind of like this, but I really like Tacoma. Tacoma was a really cool game. Um, Tacoma was a cool game because what it did with the genre, I'm not sure if you've heard of this one, Shay, is Tacoma, you go into a ship and you access old recordings of video from the ship to figure out what happened. So it's kind of like that, but from a first person still where you're going through the systems archives rather than being the systems archives. <laughs> so uh, this is a little different. It's currently on Game Pass. So if you want to check it out so far, so good. It looks pretty intriguing from a single player point. Yeah, of view. I've never heard of a game doing something like that. So I think it'd be pretty cool to be from the AI standpoint. Yeah, I feel like I've. I feel like I've played games before where you're the camera and you have to cycle through cameras, but I'm trying to remember where I've Five seen Nights that. at Freddy. Okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's the ridiculously large title that's done that. Um, I was like even nitpicking down to there's a mission, I believe, in Modern Warfare's story mode that makes you do that for like 10 seconds. Um but yeah, there is 100% of franchise that's built off of oscillating between cameras. <laughs> um, what else I played this week? I played, um, I played Fortnite season three of chapter two. And this is so funny. I was laughing about this, how I only ever play Fortnite when it's about to end its season because I want to see how high I can get on the battle pass. And I've literally only played this season four days and I'm already on tier 76. And I don't feel like, I feel like it's kind of broken. This game, I don't think that it is turned for the worst. But as far as making progress on the battle pass, it used to be way harder. You used to have to do ridiculous challenges. Like, I remember things where you would have to get like two types of kills with every weapon in one game. There's nothing like that in these challenges. This yeah, no season. dancing I mean, these... under, under uh, speakers. I miss that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they still have that shit. <laughs> but I'm saying there used to be really hard ones. There used to be ones where you would have to like load out multiple times in a respawning mode. This one doesn't call for any respawning modes. Like I never had to use uh, the Team Rumble at all for any of them because they were all just you land here and you grab something. And then you just leave game. You don't even have to finish. <laughs> so I just kept doing that and kept doing that and leveled up, I think, like 60 something times. And uh, I don't think I'm going to make 100 because I've run out of challenges. But to put it in perspective, if you don't do daily challenges for whatever it was, three months that this battle pass has been going in three days, you could just do all the challenges and get 60 something levels. But at the end of the day, you still need some daily challenges to get some XP. So I think I've hit my wall with it because there's nearly nothing else I can do. <laughs> but um, 
but yeah, it's it's okay. Um, I didn't like how the beginning of the season they flooded the entire island, but what? now that I skipped all that, yeah, they like flooded everything. It was like only like ten percent of the map was dry land, um, but it's receded as the season went on apparently, and I didn't know that, so it's already kind of gone back to what it looked like in season two. But the cool thing that they've added in the last two weeks is that any vehicle on the map you can drive. And I didn't know about this until I was walking beside a vehicle while I was playing with Eric one day and you know, Eric. Um, and we were like, why is there a thing that you can drive <laughs> and you can jump in any vehicle. Now the, uh, 18 wheelers, sports cars, beat up trucks on a farm. It's ridiculous. They all have different stats. Uh, they all drive faster on the road. Like there's a bunch of work put into, Things that used to just be in the background. I think it's one of the funniest things is I probably walked by these vehicles not knowing you could jump in them for probably a couple of days. <laughs> but now there's not only vehicles that you can drive, but they use fuel. So you are literally driving to gas stations to fuel up your car, which is one of the funniest things you can do in a game that you're supposed to be, you know, finding people and shooting people. I'm there in solos fueling up my Lamborghini you know, <laughs> so that I could <laughs> run people Hills. over. Right. Yeah. It's just so random, but <laughs> it's a really funny feeling to be doing that in a game where just a couple of weeks ago, like the vehicles were limited to just whatever they decided to put in for the season, whether it be helicopters or planes or go-karts, it was a set vehicle, but now suddenly there's like, I don't know, 30 different vehicles <laughs> and uh, you never really know what you're going to get at the end because at the end of the game, it tends to be someone trying to run over everybody with a vehicle, <laughs> which is actually how I got my only win. I believe so far, <laughs> but anyway, uh, the last game that I played this week, um, was called the man of Madan. Uh, it is from the creators of until dawn. It is also a game pass game. And this game was actually, quite a bit of fun and I actually do recommend it. It's if you've played until dawn, it's one of those games where it's mostly a movie, um, but you make choices and quick time event choices. So you do have to pay attention and all that stuff affects other things that happen in the game. And if it's like until dawn, I'm pretty sure you can kill every character in the game. Um, with my first playthrough that I did with my wife, we only killed one character um, but it's one of those games that I would like to go back and see what other outcomes I can get. I'd already saw that there's an achievement for killing all of the males and then one for killing all of the females <laughs> and then one for killing everyone and then one for not killing anyone. So those achievements themselves require four playthroughs. So this game does have a lot of replayability and a lot of the choices are based on the relationships that you build between the characters. Like certain things are not possible because they don't trust each other. So there's, if you think the beginning of the game is slow, you need to make sure that you choose the right dialogue choices to make sure the characters actually are, are capable of surviving with each other later in the game. So it's a pretty cool game. Uh, I don't think it takes that long to play. I think it took under four hours, maybe three hours. It seemed pretty short. Um, but I do know that the second game in the series, they're making like another one in the same, I forget what it's called. The dark something 
<laughs> Chronicles of whatever. Um, there's a second one coming out in October. So I believe that's probably why it's been added to Game Pass. They're probably trying to get you to play this game so that if you like it, you'll probably, you know, go out and buy the second one. But it would be really cool. I was already saying this, that if they added the second game to Game Pass when it came out, if like when it launched, it was on Game Pass, that would be pretty cool. Because this game was this game was a pretty entertaining time, especially if you want a game that you can play on the couch because there's also a couch co-op mode. You don't have to play this one online with someone. There's a couch or they call it movie mode or something, I believe. And you basically just use four controllers up to four controllers on just one television. So uh, it's a pretty cool game. It's funny to, um, you have to learn to start working together with it because there's mistakes you can make early on if you're not communicating (laughs) But it's a cool game that's based on a bunch of series of choices and basically exploration. So it's pretty cool. That sounds crazy. Uh, so I, I play it until dawn. Is it like pretty much the same type of game? With I think horror it's and stuff? pretty much the same type of game. A lot of people's critiques are of it is that it's not until dawn. Okay. <laughs> but then a lot of people are like, but you know, still 90% until dawn is still a good game. So if you played Until Dawn, it is the better game. But Man of Adon is a pretty good game on itself. You know, if you're not just comparing it to Until Dawn all day, uh, it's a pretty good game that is on all platforms, unlike Until Dawn. Okay. Which is uh, PS4. You play exclusive. all those in a week, huh, buddy? Um, I touch on all of them. But yeah, I've been on leave from work. <laughs> So I've been playing a lot of games, but, um, yeah, I try to touch on a lot of different games because when we do, when we do this part of the show, it really challenges me to at least try games out. Um, because it really sucks when you start the show out and you're like, well, I played Warzone again. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) I try to, I try to expand a little bit, but, um, like last week I played the tourist, um, that was a fun game. That's on Game Pass. I do recommend that game. It's a fun time killer. It's a looks like a Minecraft styled little adventure puzzle game. It's pretty cool. I know one of the games I'm super excited about that just came out on the 20th on Game Pass yeah. is the Battletoads. Did you see that? I already have it downloaded and I was hoping to talk about it this episode, but I guess I will talk about it next week. Uh, Battletoads does look really cool. Um, yeah, I'm pretty excited about that one because I remember it from when I was a kid. I remember Battletoads yes. back in the 90s, so that's really cool. I'm glad that Microsoft is using its IP. <laughs> it, it looks so, way different, though, but I think it should still still deliver, I think. Yeah. I remember it being very like crude and rude looking yeah. in the 90s. I don't know if that was just my four to five year old self thinking that, but I remember it looked a lot, a lot crueler, (laughs) but yeah, um, I definitely will play that and hopefully talk about it next week. But yeah, is there anything else that you've noticed that has recently come out? Um, mortal shell just came out. Uh, it's like, it's like dark souls and I'm pretty sure it's an indie title, but it, Oh yeah. 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 it, It looks phenomenal. Like, I played just a little bit of it, and basically, you're a husk, and there's like four different shells laying around the area, like the the map, 
and each one has mm-hmm. its own class, and you basically take control over a dead body, and you obtain its stats. So it's it's pretty crazy. I definitely recommend that giving crazy. that a shot. It's only on PS4 though. So is it a like a sixty dollar title? It's only it a thirty dollar title. Okay, so it's an indie exclusive. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, the husk is kind of hard to describe. It basically looks like a knight suit. So it's not quite just a husk, right? Yes. Yeah, because when you describe a husk, it kind of made it sound like a <laughs> like a kitty adventure game, like a colorful game. <laughs> but it is basically a it, Dark Souls yeah, type it, game. Yeah, it is challenging, and it's like, you, you'll get wrecked if you try to take it easy. So... But it, it's a it's a really interesting concept, and I hope they add like some DLC to stuff to it. But it, it's really good. There's no multiplayer as of yet, but it's it's pretty sweet. So this is, looks like it's the first game from this studio. I don't see anything else from them. Uh, this cold symmetry. So it looks it says it's composed of a bunch of. Veterans from other AAA companies. Most likely they've worked on, you know, <laughs> Dark Souls or Bloodborne or one of the two. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a new studio. So that's really cool to see them make something that looks that good, especially for that price point. Exactly. So yeah. Cool. So we got a PS4 title. There's a PS4 game that I want to play that I meant to play the last week, but it's been hard to even put my xbox down this week um but it's that what is it called it's the one where you play as those little bitty guys that keep falling over oh fall guys fall guys i want to play fall guys i i gave Do you it have a fall shot. guys on ps4 i i just i'm really bad at it but it is really entertaining like yeah i'm gonna try to play it this week so so dude yeah <laughs> i do want to actually talk about it. it it is it's it's interesting. It's a battle royale, okay. but it's like <laughs> a Mario Party. Yeah, I've seen a couple people play it, and it looks it looks ridiculous. I can't wait till it comes to more platforms. I'm surprised it's not on the Switch yet, considering it probably would be the best selling game on the Switch right now if it was on the Switch. But it's just on PS4 and PC right now, so we'll see when fall. Fall Guys. It's really weird that's called that because it sounds so much. It sounds so similar to Human Fall Flat, but it's called Fall Guys. So yeah, and uh, I'll try to check this out. Check that out this week, even though the Fall Guys fad might be already over because I feel like everybody is playing Fall Guys right now. It's a new Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> um. So yeah, with that, I will call that section of our show over and we can head on to the news oh yeah time for the news bitch Okay, so the first thing in news that I have is that Last of Us 2 has added more trophies 
and a couple of new features. Um, did you play Last of Us 2? The first Last of Us, and I'm ashamed to say that because everybody says it's fantastic. Yeah, you need to play the first one. It's really cheap, too. But um, basically, they added uh, permadeath to it, which is crazy. I can't imagine playing this game with permadeath, especially since it has really long cutscenes, and that will just make your game so much longer. And then randomly, if you just died, you'd have to restart it over from the beginning. I don't know why they added this. So they've added a permadeath achievement, um, well, trophy, because it's PS4. And they also added um, gyro aiming. So that's interesting. Um, So if you're using like a bow or something, I could see this being being able to be utilized, but you would mostly want to aim with your joystick and then like use the gyro aiming to maybe aim at the end to get a little bit more accurate quickly. But it's interesting that the PS4 is adding gyro aiming to last of us Two, like this late into the life of the PS4. Um, gyro aiming has never really been used that much on the PS4, but um, it's like, cool, let's use a new feature for the PS4 controller right after we say that we don't want you to use the PS4 controller for the <laughs> PS5. But um yeah, it's it's really weird that they've added some new stuff to Last of Us 2. Um in one sense, they did rush the game out at the last minute and maybe they were not ready. But the first game I think did this too where they added more trophies later down the road for people to replay the game. But I really enjoyed Last of Us 2. I do want to play it again. Um, I just It was very time-consuming, and uh, I don't really feel like devoting that much time to that again. It, you know? Yeah, I remember watching the opening part of Last of Us, and I thought, holy crap, this game is going to be exciting. And then I ended up selling my PlayStation, and I was like, oh. But I, I got another PlayStation, <laughs> so I'm, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, it, it sucks because it was probably like $10 during Games of Play, but it's normally 20 now because it's a greatest hits. Yeah, I see and people Last of Us 2. Yeah, I see people selling Last of Us 2 like on like marketplace and stuff like that for like 20 bucks right now. So, I'm I'm guessing this, was the first one better or Now see, that's that's a opinion that is very divisive. I don't really want to talk about it on the main podcast because it's good. It involves a lot of spoilers. Okay. I do plan on releasing a bonus episode once we start our Patreon, which should be in a couple of weeks. And, uh, that is when I will talk about, um, why it's so divisive. There's certain things that happen in the game and certain characters that people don't agree with them in the story, but, I don't think those people have played the game because if you've played the game, you understand everything in it and how it makes sense. Yes, it's not as good as the first game, um, but within itself, if it had nothing to do with the first game, it's still a great game. Like there's, it's still really compelling. You feel like all the characters are real. It, it's still a really good game. So um, I do want to talk about that more. Um, because it's something that I've wanted to talk about for a while, but I'm trying to 
gather together a panel to talk about it. So that's going to be a pretty big episode. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's divisive. Some people say it's the worst game ever made, and then other people are like, it's the best game ever made. Um, and then people hate the game for reasons that don't make any sense. I don't understand it. I think it's because the first game was so good that it had everyone possible would love the game. And then if you take a st- if you take any step away from that game, it's automatically going to polarize people because Definitely. they haven't known anything else, you know. So if the first Last of Us game was the second game of a series, this game may have not struck that same chord, but because it was the only game in the series, it was given a lot of time to just simmer in people's minds that it was their favorite game. And then if you didn't like certain things of this new game or even slightly disagreed with it, it was going to piss you off. (laughs) And I understand that. I understand how people were pissed off. But then if you finish the game, if you force yourself to keep moving, um, you start to understand why you're not. Why you're not justified to be pissed off, why you don't deserve to be pissed off. There's things that you get pissed off or hate in the game. But then if you actually like open your mind, you're like this, I don't have the right to feel that way, you know? (laughs) And that's why I don't think people have finished the game that hate it. I don't think there's any way that they could have finished it, you know? Yeah. I, I I am going to give it a shot because pretty much because of the hype, I don't normally play shooters like that, but, uh, it sounds interesting. So it's a, it's a really good game. The combat in the second one is fantastic. Oh my gosh. The combos you can do the different types of combat. I feel like you would love the game because I play these games very conservatively. I play them to like hoard materials and hoard my health. I do them very carefully, but I've seen people go through these games very aggressively and do things that I would never do <laughs> and have never done in the game. So it it really has a ability to open up the gameplay to how you feel like playing it. So I really feel like you would enjoy this game because I feel like you would play it a lot more aggressively than I do. <laughs> I feel like you would actually utilize all of your materials because there's you can make explosives in the game and I never use them. I just hold on to full explosives thinking, Hey, I'll use them when I need them. And I never feel like I need them. So (laughs) I do everything the hard way because I'm like hoarding, you know, my materials. Yeah, dude, I I definitely play more aggressive. Like, because I know in overwatch, you're always like, you're being strategic about what you do, but I'm always rushing. I'm always just running past all already on the point. Yeah. I'm like, I'm I'm there. (laughs) yeah so yeah i think you would have a lot of fun with the game um it definitely rewards that type of gameplay you don't have to play it as a stealth game you can but you don't have to you can do it as crazily as you want i don't think you ever have to use stealth but yeah uh last of us 2 new content uh new trophies um it's good to see that playstation is still giving it some love despite the community behind it being very divided on it. I'm pretty sure it's Metascore is probably ridiculously. It's probably in the seventies or eighties because like it might be in the sixties, 
because I feel like everyone is either giving it zeros or giving it hundreds, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. It, it, I, I like the game and I like the fact that it's getting new content. The next thing I have in news is that more PlayStation news, the DualSense 5 battery has been uh, revealed that it has a 1500 mAh battery instead of the PS4's 1000 mAh battery. So that may make you think immediately that it has, you know, 1.5 the battery life of the PlayStation 4 bat, uh, controller. But that's not quite true because there are other controllers right now that have better battery life than the PS4 controller does with less MAH. So hopefully it isn't just a larger battery in the DualSense 5 controller. Hopefully it's um, a larger battery that is also utilized better. Hopefully it's more power efficient because right now um, a lot of people get sick of the PS4's controller always having to get charged. Oh yeah. Um, And when you discuss how long let me just ask you this. How long, within reason, would you want a controller's battery to last? At, at least at least three hours. Okay, so, yeah. Uh, three hours would be... Pro- I feel like the, they probably do three hours right out of the box. Yeah, but I, feel like, like I, I just bought normal. a new controller because my other one, mm-hmm. like, the charge only lasted, like, maybe an hour. And I haven't even had that one that long. Wow. <laughs> do you turn down the light on the back? I, I do not. You need to do that. That's in the settings. You can turn down that big old. Yeah, I didn't know you could do that. I got to do that. Yeah, you can do that. <laughs> um, but no, I feel like what I normally hear is people want 10 to 12 hours of battery life. That way, you know, even on a Saturday, they don't have to worry about plugging it in. Um and I think that's within reason. I think if someone said I'm going to play more than 10 hours of a video game, um, they deserve to either switch controllers or plug it. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's a lot of hours. Um, but I think it'd be cool to have 10 to 12 hours because then you would, even if you only played six to seven at the most, you would just never have to worry about it. And um, it, I do know the the Switch Pro controller gets about that much time i've used that controller for multiple days for hours and not plug it in so and i know that the switch pro controller has less than 1500 mah so i did, feel did like you the also, should be able to definitely did you also uh i don't know if you covered this previously but have you heard of the uh rumble features that the new controller supposedly has yeah it's supposed to like make you Feel the difference between like guns, sand like, and yeah, pebbles and, like, and stuff. Yeah, like I'm, I'm really interested in see how they could do that. Like if you fired an RPG, it'd be dramatically different than like a pistol. <laughs> so I think we talked about that uh, one to two weeks ago on the show, and what I said was it sounded like they were describing what Nintendo already did with the Switch. It sounded like Nintendo's vibration that's super accurate in the joy cons you know yeah so i i know that that they're hyping it up but it may be exactly the same technology that nintendo's already been using (laughs) they used a different name they didn't use the same name that nintendo uses for their um what is it hd rumble 
Um, yeah. <laughs> I I forget what DualSense 5 used. It's not HD rumble. It's like, what is it? A haptic rumble or something? Yeah, it's something know. that sounds super sophisticated. Yeah, it sounds like something Elon Musk would have put in a controller. You know, it looks like he, he he's the one that made the controller, man. Can't you tell? The sleek design. I wouldn't I wouldn't actually be surprised <laughs> yeah. if Elon Musk wasn't like approval approving of the design of the PS5. Like, I could, I could when see when they that. had like That's the funny part. Like they had <laughs> they had they had like a tied voting within the within uh PlayStation's office. They had one that looked like a spaceship. And they had one that looked like a console and they were absolutely tied in voting. And they're like, you know what? Just send it off to Elon and see what he says. <laughs> <laughs> and he, and he's like, Oh, I only got one picture. <laughs> <laughs> this is router. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I got a router. <laughs> oh I don't man. Know. Uh, what, uh, what system are you going to pick up right away? Uh, probably the cheaper one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. I don't know. They keep they keep almost leaking out prices. I didn't put this in my news this week. Um I may have put it in my news last week and skipped it. I really hope I'm not repeating news. But there was a story where Monster almost accidentally leaked out the price of the Xbox Series X because they were running a they were supposed to run a Halo Infinite promotion. This is before Halo Infinite got delayed, but they were supposed to do a Halo Infinite promotion with Series X. And you could win a Series X from the monster cans if you, you know, did whatever. And you you could do the math. It was, we're giving away prizes that total this amount of money. And then if you looked on the can, it told you how many prizes they were giving away. So you could divide that amount of money and how many prizes (laughs) they're giving away. And it came out to like $5.99. So everyone was like, man. Is it really going to be $600? But then if you read the fine print, it says actual price of Series X estimated. <laughs> so they are probably overshooting. Even if the Series X came out at four to $500, um, Monster wouldn't change that amount of money that they're giving away. Uh, they, are, they are rolling it up to 600 just to be safe, but they have not even been given the actual price of the series X. And that's crazy to think about. Don't don't you think that's crazy? If you're a big company like monster and you're like, we're going to go to Xbox and we're going to run a promotion, um, that gives away your console. And we want to give away, you know, I don't know, 600 or something of it. And they're like, well, we can't tell you the price of it yet. And you're like, Oh, it doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's, it's really crazy to be like, like, what if it was a thousand? That would like double it. I mean, you just have to have such a high margin. Dude, of if, if one of those consoles success. are a thousand, I don't, I don't see myself ever seeing it worth it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think so because they they are not sporting that good of hardware. No, and, definitely not. Um, we we've already discussed on the show that both consoles have to be sold at a loss. Um, I think they are both going to be underpriced from what they actually pay to make them at the beginning. I think eventually they'll come down to the price that they actually make them for, but I think initially they'll be selling them under cost to get you on the console to buy their games so that they can make the, you know, percentage of your in-game purchases. Yeah. That's all they want you there for. They just yeah. want you to buy the console to play Fortnite to get 30% of your <laughs> See, I, I've heard mixed rumors <laughs> most mostly about the PS5 
from uh, people that actually tested it saying that it's it struggles to run in 4K for a lot of titles that it shouldn't struggle with for what it has. But then again, it's it's probably wasn't fully developed when they tested it. You know what I mean? There, there's a lot. Yeah, of I've been hearing that. a lot of stories about how the PlayStation Five has been overclocking like they're basically programming it to run at full capacity and it is just barely able to control that like its whole heat sink and its heat dispersion and all that is uh designed to just survive (laughs) so i've been hearing some scary things about it we'll see how it actually launches i really hope it's not the red ring of death launch of the 360 i hope that not every playstation 5 is returned because, you know, they were cutting corners yeah. on a couple of things that would have, you know, like a $50 increase of something would have actually, like, made a difference. But I do, I am hearing a lot of stuff about it, like, really pushing the limits of itself from, like, developer games. Have they you know? announced any release dates yet for anything? No, but we're thinking October, November. So, um, I... I don't want to say which one I went to, but I went to a GameStop and I was like, hey, is there, have they announced the dates? And they said, they straight up told me November. For, right. Uh, and I've, I've read that too, that GameStops have been given November, but a lot of people that work at GameStop have also said that it could just be a placeholder. Yeah. It could just be that they resent that information and it had to have a date on it. So that's what they did. I don't know. It's really but, crazy. Uh, have you heard the, anything the, negative about the Xbox yet? Because I've only been hearing negative stuff about the PlayStation. See, and that was something we talked about last week was that I feel like Xbox, even if they don't win this console generation, um, that they are stirring the pot up and they are making the customers want more than Sony's giving them. Like the whole thing about, we talked about the whole thing about um, the customers being upset about PS4 controllers not working on every single game on the PlayStation 5. That's ridiculous. I'm sure Sony thought that they were going to be happy that they worked on any titles on the PlayStation 5, <laughs> being that the PS3 controller couldn't work with the PS4. It's like, you get a new console, you assume you have to get a new controller. But because Xbox was like, hey, you could just use your Xbox One controllers when the Series X comes out, Suddenly, everyone is acting like they deserve that. (laughs) Even though Microsoft is not in the position to make like everyone feel that privileged, um, just because they say it, everyone suddenly is like, hey, that'd be really cool if we didn't have to go out and buy a bunch of new $60 controllers. The thing is, the system's going to come with a controller. I'm assuming you never know, but. (laughs) Right. But PlayStation is trying to act like if they allow the PS4 controller to stay with the PlayStation 5, that it will push back games, that games will not be able to utilize the new features of the PS5 controller, the DualSense 5, um, that if you allow that, that will not allow, that would discourage people from making games that have specific rumble features and the other whatever features that the controller has. Um, and the voice features, the assistant features, they really want you to have that PS5 controller. If they really wanted you to have that PS5 controller, I don't know why they're allowing the PS4 controller at all. Instead, they just open themselves up to backlash. You know? Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, can you imagine, like, you're about to play a game, and then it's like, oh, you need to have this. Like, you just spend 60 bucks on a game, and you can't play it because of the controller. Right. I feel like that would... 
make a lot of people mad. Yeah, and the first time a game, like let's say, fast forward to when the PS4, PS5 is out, the first time a game asks you to use a DualSense 5 controller because you can't use the PS4 controller on a game that you wouldn't expect it to, like maybe a remaster of The Witcher or something. Skyrim. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, something like that. People would be like, why would I need the new controller? It worked with the PS4 controller. Suddenly all message boards would blow up with everyone going, oh, well, they want to use the information that the DualSense 5 can get from you. Uh, so this developer must be wanting to steal your information, you know? So like a conspiracy would start over the fact that the developer was just like, I forgot people were still using the PS4 controller. <laughs> but um, yeah, the first time that happens, everyone's going to like point their finger at a company that didn't have to use the yeah. DualSense 5 controller. So I, I don't know why they even opened the doors to allow the PS4 controller because now they just look stupid in comparison to Xbox because they're just like, Oh, well it'll work on everything, which is really convenient that Xbox looks good despite them doing nothing to their control. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, re- so I do wish that either like either the PS five controller or the new Xbox controller had some back button. I feel like, yes, I don't understand why they don't. I feel like we've like gone long enough that they would need back buttons. Also, I feel like we've gone long enough that the Xbox controller doesn't need freaking batteries in this. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I like the thing with that is uh basically, you know that that my PlayStation 4 controller I was talking about, if you put Duracells in there, it would last longer than what that what that runs me. That's like Yeah, I keep I keep hearing that some people like the fact that you can just throw some batteries in it, but it's so inconvenient. Yeah. Like I'd I would rather save money and have to recharge my controller every couple hours than constantly buy Duracells. Batteries are not cheap. You know what they should do? And I know it probably makes the controller really bulky, but have some like lithium batteries in there or whatever kind of batteries they use, but also be able to use batteries when that thing dies. <laughs> so like if you're traveling, you know, you, or, you know, and you forget your charger, you're like, oh, well, the controller's charged. And then I'll just pop batteries in it afterwards. Oh, like an alarm clock's backup battery? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, that's something you never see, is you never see Duracell when uh, when an Xbox launches do a promotion with Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be really funny if Duracell had a Master Chief on it. <laughs> Can you imagine if, like, Energizer... Had the bunny fucking uh, pounding on the Xbox like a drum. (laughs) (laughs) I think that'd be hilarious. Yeah, so like we could talk about controllers all day. Yeah. Um, Let me see. I have a couple other pieces of news to get through before we get to our topic for the day. Um, One is kind of important and timely. not really timely in the sense that it's good timing, but let me let y'all know about this as soon as possible. If you're a fan of the Forza Horizon series, uh, once again, another title is being taken down from digital stores. Forza Horizon 3 is only going to be sold until September 27th. If you remember, Forza Horizon 2 was taken off of stores because of licensing issues, and now Forza Horizon 3 apparently also has lost some licenses 
So this is a thing of card games for the new era, the, <laughs> the era of digital games. Um, when you are using actual car companies in the game, eventually those licenses are going to run up. So if you want to get this game, you have to get it now. If you're a fan of this series and you want the complete collection, you have to get it now because it will be down September 27th. But don't worry because they also are running like a 70% off of the game sale until then. I'm pretty sure you can get it from like seven to ten dollars. So well, that's not uh, bad. The Forza, yeah, the Forza Horizon series games are not bad. I actually enjoy those games way more than actual Forza games. The Horizon games are actually pretty cool games. They look great. They're really good controls. They're well made games. Um, if you want to pick up this game before you know it's never able to be picked up again, you need to do it before the 27th. And thank you to the Series X and the walls of generations that Microsoft is taking down. You don't have to worry about not being able to play this on the next gen. I'm pretty sure it'll be playable on the Series X. So uh, you don't have to worry about you're making an investment in a game that you're only going to play for a month. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, uh, Forza Horizon 3 going down the 27th. So the next thing in news that I have is that Brian Lee O'Malley, the author of Scott Pilgrim versus the world and the whole series of Scott Pilgrim has tweeted out that Ubisoft has reached out to me is what he said. So this is great. Uh, We were talking about three months ago that Brian Lee O'Malley was telling fans of the Scott Pilgrim game that was, you know, delisted, which is, you know, just like the Forza horizon game. If you didn't get it at a certain time, you can't get it. Um, he tweeted out that if you really wanted that game to contact Ubisoft about it. <laughs> so I guess Ubisoft got enough people like blowing up their Twitter about Scott Pilgrim versus the world, the video game that uh, they actually reached out to the original creator. And this would be really cool if they did a remaster um, of that game. This is one of those games that people have been, this is probably the most sought after digital only game that has been delisted besides PT. <laughs> so like <laughs> this and PT are those two games that everyone wishes they could still get, even though some of their friends have them. So uh, it'd be really cool if Ubisoft like re-released this game and gave it a physical copy on like the switch or something. Cause this game would do really good on the switch. Definitely. If you don't. Yeah. You've seen the game. Oh, yeah, right? I it's like a side I, I bought that. Like pretty much right after it was announced. Yeah, it's a cool game and um, it would really do good on the switch. It makes sense for a cheap cartridge. Um, I feel like Ubisoft is already open to using the switch as a great platform to make money on because, you know, it's the leading platform right now. Uh, Ubisoft has already worked with, you know, Mario versus Rabbids and stuff like that. So they're already familiar with working with the switch it just seems like a natural thing to like put a little effort into getting whatever licensing issue was with Scott Pilgrim. Uh, we've, we used to think it was the music. A lot of people thought that the music lost licenses or they didn't use music under permission and they had to delist it. But it's recently come out that the music wasn't the problem. And that was only about a year ago that we found that out. So that kind of leaves it up to either it was the studio, uh, which I think is Warner Brothers, or and um like the film rights studio and 
or the creator, Brian Lee O'Malley. And with Brian Lee O'Malley, the creator, basically tweeting people to tell Ubisoft to get their shit together, it can't be him. <laughs> so it, I guess it would have to be Warner Brothers. So I'm not sure if Warner Brothers just didn't care about the game or why they would have even wanted it delisted. But um, yeah, it had to be the movie studio that had a problem with it. But if Ubisoft is in talks with the creator, maybe those steps have already been taken and we could maybe get a remaster or a re-release, you know. That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, that'd be really cool, especially since we were we were already talking about it earlier this year because they were already doing that Scott Pilgrim anniversary thing. I think it was 10 years ago that it came out or something crazy. And they were like, they were going to run it through the theaters again until COVID happened. So that that's unfortunate. Um, but maybe they'll do it next year because <laughs> that would have been really cool if they put the movie back in the theaters. That would be pretty sweet. I remember I watched that movie like three times in the first week when it was out. <laughs> it's really interesting. Yeah, it's a cool movie. And Edgar Wright's a really good director and it was like a perfect pairing. And I remember I read the books and I wasn't really sure about Michael Sarah playing the lead character because I was like, I feel like this lead character is a little bit more charismatic than <laughs> uh, Michael Sarah. And uh, it, it it wasn't exactly the Scott from the books, but it was still it still was a good pairing. Like it still worked. It was still really funny. Yes. He got the comical timing and it worked with maybe the director is just really good with Michael Sarah, but the movie itself still worked as a product. But I felt like every other character besides Michael Sarah was perfectly cast. There was really good casting in every other role where almost every other character acted and looked just like the actual graphic novel. And uh, Michael Sarah just seemed like the one that was just like, did they like owe him a favor? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just maybe there was no one in Hollywood that could match. Who would exactly. you have casted for it? See, that's what I'm saying. I don't think there is someone that Zac I would have casted for him. See, modern day Zach Efron with him capable of having an <laughs> attitude, I could see. But back then, uh, no, because he would have what just gotten off a high school musical. I wouldn't have been able to buy that. So, um, yeah, you're right. So, so so like modern day Zach, yeah, maybe. Uh, but yeah, I'm not sure if there's I'm not sure if there's someone that fits the role perfectly, and maybe that's the problem. Maybe it's because the other characters in Scott Pilgrim are so like three-dimensional and in the background, like they're a stereotype. Yeah. Like he's the burly guy with the that he's the burly guy that plays guitar. He's she's the goth girl. Like they were all just three-dimensional characters. They were not supposed to be like way in the foreground. And then Scott's supposed to be the most developed character. Maybe you would never be happy with that casting. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But, um, yeah. Um, so, so it still worked. I still liked the movie quite a bit, but, um, yeah, I did remember that. I thought that that casting was really weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, this isn't part of the news, but there is a an announcement for a game that you may be surprised that I think actually looks pretty good. And I think a lot of people are surprised that this game actually looks pretty good. It was announced about a week and a half ago. Uh, there's a G.I. Joe video game called Operation Blackout. It comes out on October 13th, and this game doesn't look that bad. It's got an interesting, almost not quite Borderlands style, but it is looks like it's slightly cel shaded so it has a pretty stylized um, 
animation to it. And it looks like a fun, like couch game slash online uh, co-op game. And it's, it's interesting. Like this game could actually be pretty good. If you go look at the trailer of it, this looks like a game that like, if you're in, you know, your mid teens or late teens, like I would have been all over this game. This game looks really cool. It actually looks like it does a lot of fan service to the original cartoon back in the eighties. And, um, I don't know. It's, it looks like it's worth checking out when, if you would have told me, Hey, there's a GI Joe game coming out. I would have been like, Oh cool. That's something to like skip on. (laughs) I'll just pass (laughs) on that. But if you look at the actual trailer for it, it actually doesn't look that bad, especially in a world of Fortnite and other stylized animated shooters. This game doesn't look terrible. It actually looks like it could do well. And once again, I say that it could do well on the switch. This game looks like it could do really well on the switch. So I believe it is releasing on the switch PlayStation and Xbox on October 13th. Um, obviously they didn't feel like hyping this game up. Like this is the first ad for it. And it's like two months before its release, but I feel like they could have hyped this game up. I don't think maybe the publisher didn't realize how good this game looked. Um, but this game from the, whoever developed it actually put some work into this game. This game looks really good. Um, but yeah, that's the only new release that I have that was announced. And, um, I mean, what do you feel about that? How do you feel about I have never G.I. Joe game? Played a G.I. Joe game, but I mean, is it does it I look mean, similar to either. the movies? Or? <laughs> no, it looks like it's based on the cartoon, and I think that's what I like about it. It's not based on the movies. So it's based on the original cartoon, and it looks like it has Cobra and if if you watch the cartoon, there's not just like Joe and Cobra. There's like I don't know, 20, 30 characters. Um, I can't name any of them, but because like I'm talking pre Ninja Turtles days for me watching cartoons. Um, but yeah, this looks like it's based on the show and um, it, it's interesting. <laughs> That's all I'll say about it. It looks surprising. So there's, I don't know. It could be shit. You never know. Yeah, it could. There's, there's one game I'm excited about. It just, I don't know if I'm willing to drop 60 bucks on it. But it's basically an anime soccer game where like moves are over the top and like dynamic. Is it based duos. on that? Oh no, that's 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 a volleyball game. So it's called show. Captain Tsubasa. <laughs> I th- I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but it and it's not based on an anime. I I'm not exactly sure. I know um, there was another game in 2017. That it mm-hmm. it it did okay. It was um I think it was called Dream Team, but now this one coming out. It comes out in three days. It's called Rise of the New Champions. It's just <laughs> this does look pretty good. It, yeah, it, it looks pretty interesting. I'm I'm yeah, kind I'm of excited. Right like the face animation is a little off, but you know it's it's going for an older style. You can tell, but it it looks interesting. Uh, it's gonna be over the top. So, but yeah, it's coming oh, yeah, out yeah. on PS4, Switch, and Windows. Yeah, the animation reminds me more of um, early eighties, like Speed Racer. <laughs> it's like Speed Racer, Astro Boy kind yeah, of definitely. looking. Yeah. 
<laughs> That's funny. I'm glad they went for that. Yeah. There's enough games that have the other style, the more modern style. This is this looks crazy. Like, but but would you drop sixty dollars on it? That's that's the thing. It's like, I mean, is is it worth sixty dollars for every friend that's like, hey, you want to come over and play FIFA? You're like, sure, and you bring that. <laughs> can you imagine if they make it so you like you can buy characters, like with microtransactions? <laughs> what if it's exactly FIFA just yeah, reskin? What anime? <laughs> like, you pay this, you can use Goku. No, it actually looks pretty fun. Yeah. Um, I don't think I would pay $60 for it, though. For <laughs> I, real, it, though. It should go on sale. But, I mean, if it goes, like, if it does super well, it'll be a while before it goes on sale. But Yeah, the thing is, it's Switch game, meaning, well, it's available on the Switch, which means that that price is probably set because they are making a physical copy of it. Yeah. If they would have chose to just make a digital, it probably could have been 40 But those cartridges are just... What, what boosts up those prices of those games? Those cartridges are stupid. Definitely. But anyway, uh, let's get on to our nitty gritty of the show real quick so that I can let you go. Um, I n- want to thank you for staying with us. Oh, yeah. it's It's been a pleasure. I hope to do a lot more. Uh, I'll look into a lot more topics so I have a lot more to say next time. So. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah just a fair warning this was last minute i didn't give him any warning to like bring any news he's co-hosting by just basically uh <laughs> listening to what i'm saying and having an opinion main topic is basically something that you would have to be living under a rock to not at least know about it is the um whole argument from epic to apple and google play mainly apple so they targeted oh my Apple, gosh, but they what also. Happened? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> they also. <laughs> they also ended up getting banned from Google Play. So if you haven't heard of what happened, basically what happened was that without warning, um, Fortnite decided to have a way that you could purchase V Bucks within the iOS app without going through Apple's um, system. So you could purchase V-Bucks without Apple getting any cut of the <laughs> the revenue of those V-Bucks. If you don't know about the rates, um, currently Apple gets 30% of all revenue made on in-app purchases on the iOS store. Um, but this isn't just Apple being evil. Um, Google Play has the exact same rate. And so does Xbox and PlayStation. If you make an in-app purchase on Xbox, PlayStation, uh, even Steam has it, I believe. Um, any of those platforms, a really significant cut goes to the platform that is literally just making sure that people can play your game. Um, so at the end of the day, when you, when you have like server outages on xbox and playstation and things and you're like wow this pisses me off i pay you know i pay 60 dollars a year for my you know online access to uh xbox or playstation and they can't even keep their servers up or something so you think that's slightly pissing you off it really should piss off the uh developers more because they are giving a lot of their profits 
to <laughs> Xbox and PlayStation and Apple to keep those servers and the ability for people to keep giving them money open. Um, that's a lot of money for those companies to just, you know, sit around and not use. So there's a lot of responsibility that comes with that. But basically what Epic and Fortnite ended up doing was they said that that was too high and that they wanted to, I don't know, they wanted them to lower the rates to like 15%. But a lot of people have argued that they should have just asked for it instead of just like going around yeah, that, that was pretty and doing dirty. their own thing. That was pretty dirty. Um, what's n- what is more dirty than that is the fact that they had a 100% already animated video that is a parody of the actual Apple ad that was mimicking 1984. Um, if you haven't seen that ad, it is an old Macintosh ad that was is often considered one of the worst type of ads that you could make for a company. Apple was basically saying that they were supporting the future of 1984. It was a really weird ad to start with, but uh, Fortnite decided to 100% parody that ad. And they even put a character with an Apple head, which I think is now unlockable in a free Fortnite cup, which I'm getting ahead of myself. Now there's this whole hashtag free Fortnite thing where they're trying to get people to rally together to, get Fortnite back on, you know, cell phones, which is crazy because this means that they had this thing fully animated and they knew that they were going to do something that would get them banned. They knew that they were going with outside of their clause and their agreements to Apple. They knew that they would get banned. So they did this intentionally just to get banned. And if you haven't noticed, um, V bucks are cheaper on all platforms. It isn't just, they were trying to give a discount to cell phones. Um, there's a 20% discount on all V-Bucks on Xbox, PlayStation, everywhere. So originally what cost $10 now costs $8. Um, when I was talking earlier about me trying to suddenly finish the Fortnite Battle Pass, when I booted up the game the first time, I got like a V-Buck uh, refund. They refunded me a bunch of V-Bucks that I made purchases within a time period because they had now lowered the price of V-Bucks. So they're really trying to, you know, kiss up to the consumer quite a bit, even though at the end of the day, you're paying like $20 for an in-game skin. <laughs> yeah, dude, that, um, that's that's crazy. Yeah, like the, the only thing we got out of this is, oh, look, V-Bucks are on sale. Right. And, and the other thing is... Yeah, so so to the average Fortnite player who doesn't play on their phone, there there's only there's only a positive. They got a discount on their V-Bucks. So if you're addicted to Fortnite and you play on console, cool, you have a discount. But if you play on the phone, you know, and that's your main place that you play on, which God rest your soul if that's what you do. Um <laughs> you can't even do that anymore. They took it off the store. Um it was I think it was within so, so basically when Apple banned them from the iOS store within like 12 hours, Google play did the same thing, but with an Android phone, you could still kind of get around the Google play store. I'm pretty sure you can still install Fortnite. You know, it's an Android. It's really easy to get around <laughs> the Google play store. Um, but this whole issue is crazy because they're trying to make a court case out of it. They're trying to get Apple to lower that 30% 
um, to all games to like 15% or something. They're saying it's too high. And I understand what they're trying to do. I understand the idea that they're saying that it's too high of a penalty, that basically there's not enough players in this game. They're calling Apple a monopoly, but at the end of the day, it's not just Apple that they should be pointing out. These they should be pointing out the fact that there's really only a handful of companies that control this whole, you know, price point and that it should be lowered. And I do also understand that Epic is one of the few people that actually are in a position to actually make an argument about this. You know, like the only people that could make this argument and still come out on top maybe and not be too hurt is Epic. Like they're probably the only people that could like stand up to Apple like this. But at the end of the day, they still look bad. This still looks really bad for Epic. On top of that, it's just hurting the little guys because now Apple has said that they're not going to support um, developer updates for games using Unreal Engine, which is Epic's Unreal Engine. Um, If you don't know what Unreal Engine is, it's Epic's game engine. So now, as of yesterday, Microsoft said that they're not sure if Forza is going to run on iOS anymore because uh, Unreal Engine is not supported by Apple anymore. So this thing is getting crazy at hand. Now we have Microsoft calling out Apple for basically retaliating to Epic, you know? And um, Epic is also taking note of the Unreal Engine banning as retaliation in their court case or whatever. But the thing is, you know how court cases are. This thing is going to take forever to actually get anywhere on. So I don't know what this is going to do to the state of gaming in the next year. I don't know if it's going to kill Unreal Engine. um, And people are probably going to use other engines. But the thing is, Unreal Engine is one of the biggest game engines. Definitely. one One of the strongest that is out there. So... I just I have no idea what it would do. Like if people resorted to another game engine, some games are probably like 90% done and there's like no way they can switch engines now. Um and it's just screwing them over on any type of Macintosh or iOS revenue. So they're going to have to 100% rely on every other platform. Like luckily Google Play hasn't retaliated this way. Google Play has banned Fortnite, but they're like we're not going to ban Unreal Engine users because that's like a ridiculously large platform instead apple's retaliation on the unreal engine thing is actually hurting so many small indie developers and not not just epic directly Uh, if they're trying to make epic look like douchebags by even like raising their voice then i guess that could kind of do something but all around it's a bunch of pettiness this is a bunch of really big companies being really petty with each other and probably Epic looks like the most petty because they're the ones that threw the first stone and they, (laughs) they just, they, they, they threw a stone wanting to start a fight. The whole fact that they had a fully animated video is proof that they knew what they were doing and this was planned. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Do you have any opinions on that? I tried to sum up everything. That has happened so far. It, it's it's crazy. I feel like it was a horrible mistake for for Fortnite to do that because they're they're gonna lose so much money because of what they did. Like right. they, they have the nothing is, to gain, I, like from my perspective. Right. 
And so, so the argument to what they have to gain is if they actually, so let's say they lowered it to 15%, 15% increased revenue on, they, they claim it's a billion people that own iOS. So 15% increased revenue on a billion devices. Um, yeah, then that's, that's a lot of money. So if they could get, if they want to like cut off their revenue for a couple of months to increase revenue in the future for years, then yeah, I guess that's worth it. But uh, number one, it's a really shitty time to do it because of COVID and people wanting to play games indoors. Uh, if you have iOS and you've been addicted to Fortnite while you've been, you know, <laughs> staying at home, well, you better get a console now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that sucks. Um, but my wife was saying that maybe they did that intentionally because since they have such an increase, there's like an overall 30% increase in, um, you know, gamers everywhere over everything. There's like a 30% increase of people playing video games. People have never played video games before people that have had to, you know, take up new hobbies that can't do outdoor hobbies anymore. Now they do video games as a hobby. So like if there's this increase in flux of players, maybe they are now still making just as much money on consoles as they would be on phones too. I don't know. That sounds crazy. Cause I feel like most of their money was probably off of phones. Um, but maybe they have enough people that are now angry that they think that they can make a difference. So I don't know in one way, I understand that Epic is saying that they're trying to make a difference for the future of you know, developers and getting the right amount of money that they deserve in games. Um, and I also understand that they are one of the few companies that's capable of even making a stand. But I still think how they did it was really shitty and it doesn't look good for what they're trying to do. Definitely not. And I feel like if they would have done it better, maybe this would be like easier to side with them. But it's really hard to side with them when they... The, the way they're doing it, the way they're just poking at Apple, like they just keep poking at the bear. Uh, they have a they have a Fortnite cup right now called the hashtag free Fortnite cup. And <laughs> if you win it, you can get a skin of the person that they are. They made to mock the Apple CEO. It's a guy with an apple for a head and a, a bite taken out of its head. Um, it's, it's just crazy how much work they put into this before they decided to pull the trigger. You know, so I I just think it's I, I think that's the shittiest part of it is that they were planning to pull this trigger. Yeah, they and turned it know. into an event, which is <laughs> I mean, it's kind right. of funny it's and so it's stupid. depressing at the same time. It's like, come on. Yeah, it's just it's it's really dumb. Like, so if they lose the court case, are they going to do an event where they mock the judge and the jury over the case? Is there going to be a judge skin with like his eyes crossed or something. I don't There's know. There's going to be a whole battle pass for this whole event. Just watch. It'd be judge skin at the end. It'll be like, right. <laughs> See, that's the other thing is the timing seems too perfect. They've just got removed and there's a brand new battle pass about to come out on like Thursday. So they're about to promote a new season. Like it's, I'm scared. You're right. This, this season is supposed to focus on like North Norse mythology and space and Thor and stuff. But like, what if it's like suddenly about like a court case? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bunch of gavels for pe- pickaxes and stuff. Right. It's just, 
I don't know. Like I, I am scared for like how much they're going to try to monetize um, the situation, even though they started it. <laughs> um, and at the end of the day, um, I understand the opinion where everyone is like uh, Epic and Fortnite are just being stupid. Um, they signed a clause and there's a thing in there that says that they have to agree to only doing transactions through the Apple store. Like they signed that like every single other person, they decided to go against it and they got removed from the store. Like that's how, like that's how the judge could see it. Yeah. That's how a court case could go over. It'd be like, Hey, look, you agreed to this and you went against it and they removed you. Like that's the end of the story. <laughs> um, if they're actually doing a case where it's the angle of, they feel like it's, you know, unjust amount of payment, you know, from a monopoly. Well, then they're poking every single person, including Microsoft, Sony, and Google. Um, it shouldn't just be Apple. I don't know why they're just targeting Apple. <laughs> um, I guess it's because um, Apple doesn't allow you to like sideload things. Like with Google and Xbox, you can kind of get around their stores because there's ways to, you know, break into them. Um, and for a long time, Microsoft has said the biggest enemy of them is the consumer. You know, they won't actually tell you that, but basically that's how it works. Um, so I, I really don't know what the future is of this. And obviously the biggest thing that we're going to get hurt from this all is the Unreal Engine thing. That is, Definitely. That is insane. That means that... Um, here, here's the big thing about the Unreal Engine thing. Um, if you play a game that uses Unreal Engine on your iOS, it's not banned right now because it uses Unreal Engine. But um, iPhones update like every four weeks. When that four week update comes, you may not be able to use your Unreal Engine game because it may not be compatible with your version of iOS. So if you are playing Unreal Engine games, I would suggest not updating your iPhone for as long as possible <laughs> because. I guarantee you it's going to eventually run an update out that says that all of your Unreal Engine based games cannot run on iOS. So, uh, yeah, that's that's also scary. <laughs> same thing with your MacBooks, MacBooks and Macintoshes. Um, those would be the same sense if you're running a game that uses Unreal. Now I'm wondering if now I'm wondering if things like. Uh, what is it? Um League of Legends, does that use Unreal Engine? Like, there's big PC games that even Macintosh has a big audience for. And I'm wondering what of those games are not going to be playable, you know? Yeah, like the new Final Fantasy remake, that, that has Unreal Engine. Crackdown 3, Borderlands 3 even has it. Uh, oh, did you yeah, know Unreal Tournament also has it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But there's, Does anyone play Unreal Tournament? <laughs> no, probably not, dude. But uh, yeah, there's there's <laughs> a lot of a lot a lot of games. So yeah, I I think the Unreal Engine thing is the biggest thing from this. Um, I think the petty fight between Epic and Apple over Fortnite is something that everyone could like ignore. Everyone would be like, okay, well Fortnite's not on phones anymore. We can move on, you know. But um, because of the Unreal Engine thing, that suddenly makes this like landscapes bigger. This is like suddenly a huge issue just because of that engine thing, because you could ignore Fortnite. They like there's plenty of people that have ignored Fortnite and uh, it, it's fine. Like if you just like, OK, well, it's not on phones, like 
It used to be not on phones. Yeah. They were back and in square one. They pretty yeah. much just revealed Unreal Engine 5, too. So that's it's like... Right, that's also what I'm saying. So there's people developing for that for the next generation. And uh, it's like, just mark off Macintosh as something that you're going to be developing for. Yeah, well, no one really plays games on Apple products anyway. At least PC. No, I'm just kidding. I, I, I'm not hating on no, no, anybody. No, you're slightly right. Not many people play games on a macbook or a macintosh but there are some games that are pretty popular on them because they don't take as much of a work yeah like i said league of legends or something that's why i was wondering something like league of legends or smite or something like that um i do see a lot of people play those on macbooks like whenever i used to when i used to be in college um when i used to be in class and people had macbooks open they would be playing you know games like that things that they could just store on their macbook wouldn't have to have an external drive or something um, but yeah, I wonder if any of those run on Unreal Engine because that's going to take out a ton of people that play games on their MacBook. You know, I'm trying to think of like if I have another opinion on it besides the fact that it just sucks. Um, it, it's just dumb. <laughs> like, I mean, what were you thinking? Like, yeah, you could have had a major increase in your in your money, but now it's like no money. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like you can see it from both ends. You can see that they are everyone involved in this is going to do fine. Like all these companies are huge. Yeah. But um it's just hurting the little guys. It's just hurting those small indie developers that are working on Unreal Engine games. <laughs> that's who comes out. Oh, I did have one other point. I kept trying to remember what it was. The other thing is uh both Google and Microsoft are having trouble with iOS because of Apple Arcade. We talked about this last week, um, but Apple has their own streaming game service and their own subscription game service called Apple Arcade. It's $5 a month and you get a very uh, smaller version of Game Pass for iOS. And Apple has already come out and said that they are not going to be working with uh, Microsoft on the xCloud app because they want Microsoft to somehow, uh, they want them to like, (laughs) they want them to individually send in each game that's in Game Pass to get approved by Apple because they have this high standard for apps within the Apple game store and they're just basically trying to make life hard on Microsoft with Game Pass because obviously they want a cut of that money. Yeah. Um, and they don't want them to be a competitor to Apple Arcade, which they just launched. Um, so they're having trouble with xCloud and Phil Spencer of Xbox has basically come out and said that that's ridiculous because every game within Game Pass is already rated by the ESRB, which is like, an actual rating board, not just Apple's own, you know, team of people who yay or nay something. (laughs) (laughs) And Phil Spencer also said that basically that they're ready to run on iOS. Once Apple wants to let their customers, you know, experience game pass. Um, So it was basically calling out Apple saying that, you know, when they're ready, they'll be there. But in the same sense, Stadia has had the same trouble getting on Apple because obviously their competitor to Apple Arcade. So both Google and Microsoft both have reasons to also jump on this tackling of Apple right now. <laughs> if 
they want to. And I feel like that's why Microsoft did that public statement about how Forza was not going to run on Apple anymore because of the Unreal Engine ban. That seems like Microsoft basically saying that, hey, we already have a complaint about Apple's policies, and here's another example of some shit they're doing. It's <laughs> um, out of but nowhere, Google, too. Yeah, yeah, out of nowhere. And Google, though, has the same reason to hate on Apple, but they also banned Fortnite. So I guess they have standards, too. So Google is not jumping on Apple right now, but maybe the fact that Google hasn't banned the Unreal Engine is their kind of, you know, passive statement that, you know, Apple still won't work with Stadia and they're going to work with Unreal Engine still because they're not that petty. Yeah. So like Apple is like going full on pettiness right now. And I mean, they have reason to. Can you imagine that you've built this like ridiculously large co- company and country, I almost said <laughs> company, and uh, someone not only decides to go around um, your own policies and act like they're bigger than you, but they also like fully animated a video mocking your company and saying that they're going to like rally up all their people to like um, basically cancel you, which is really not possible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would be petty too, because that's a pretty petty move. Like the first, the first shot that Epic fired was pretty petty. So like, why not, you know, have a equally petty reaction, exactly. which Epic is calling retaliation. But yeah, like. because in 2019, Fortnite made 1.8 billion dollars. So like, I, I mean, I think this will still keep them in the billion dollar range. I don't really think they care as much. But I mean, money's money, right? But. <laughs> Yeah, so I was saying that I bought the Battle Pass for the recent Fortnite, I think two months ago, whenever it came out. And if you know anything about the Battle Pass, you get uh, V-Bucks throughout the Battle Pass that end up equaling more than the amount of money that you paid for the Battle Pass. This was the old system. So you bought a $10 Battle Pass and you got, I forget how many many V-Bucks you got throughout the uh, Battle Pass, but it was usually just barely over uh, the $10. It may have been like, usually you get a thousand V bucks for $10, but I think with the battle pass, you get maybe 1200 or 1400 for $10. It was like a little bit of a discount if you worked your butt off. Um, But now with the new prices, it's like now when I unlock tiers, I'm getting a V buck, a hundred V bucks that has actually reduced in value. (laughs) So originally I paid 10 bucks for like, I guess, 1400, but now you can get a thousand for like $8. So like, yes, they refunded me on some purchases I made within a time period, but they did not refund me on like the battle pass. So actually when I'm like unlocking tiers, it's really funny because I'm actually suddenly the value of those V bucks has gone down. (laughs) But at the same time, you're just trying to pay back the investment you made. So it's really weird. So yes, V-Bucks are not real money, but there is an inherent value to them when they start switching values. <laughs> so yeah, I thought that was really interesting that suddenly V-Bucks aren't worth as much. Suddenly in the battle pass, when they say, yeah, here's a hundred V-Bucks that used to be like, here's a dollar. Now it's, here's 80 cents. <laughs> so now it's not even as cool to get a hundred V bucks. Right? So yes, it's cool to it's cool to give a discount to people on V bucks. That's fine. Everybody loves that. 
But if they don't increase the reward of V-Bucks, now the reward's cheaper. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's- <laughs> so now when they're like, here's our apology for something we did. Here's 100 V-Bucks. It's no longer, here's a dollar. Now it's, here's some change. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe next, uh, maybe they'll actually notice that. And maybe next Battle Pass, they'll only give out 200 every like other time. So that it looks like more <laughs> because when they give out a hundred, it's like, it's like, cool. Here's some change, but whatever. I just to thought like, that was funny. Here, here's 200 there. Sorry about, uh, you know, kicking you guys off a uh, iPhone and all that stuff, but here 200. Yeah. They've been acting pretty cool about it. Like they've been acting like they're trying to help the players as much as they can. In every sense of the, in every sense, ignoring the fact that they had a prepared video <laughs> and a prepared event for it, ignoring all of that, they are acting like they were they're here for they're here for the players, you know. So, like, what they should do is they should allow you to, um, like enter your. They should give you a free next battle pass like season four, when you log in, if like the Fortnite servers see that you've logged in as that account under iOS or Google play at any point, like in the last year, it should just give you a free battle pass. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't want to lose more money though. That's insane. You know what I mean? But yeah, that would be awesome. <clears throat> it would. Yeah. But they want to look good. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I guess that's all, really all I have to say about that subject. Um, that's like our only big topic for the day. Um, since I already talked about the monster leaking out the price. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's, uh, that's in summation, the whole epic being... The thing is, it's really hard to side with either side because I understand what they're doing. But, you know, it's just, you could have done it better. You know. Definitely. Now there's a lot of little kids crying everywhere because they can't play Fortnite on their phone. And who wants to make kids cry, man? That's just mean. <laughs> I bet there's a lot of happy parents that are glad that they don't have to buy V Bucks. Right. For like for like one day they were happy that they could pay less for V Bucks and then it was taken off and they're like, Oh shit, I didn't realize it could get better. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, God damn it. But yeah, that's basically our show for today. Um, next time I have you on, uh, Shay, we'll have more for you to talk about. I appreciate you coming on and listen to me. Uh, what is it? Just yammer. Is that a word? Yammer? Just yammer. I, through I'm my, not uh, sure, but notes. I understand what you're going for. There, there we go. See, that's called, that's called, uh, what is it? Isn't that a culture thing? Make up isn't a word like for a, it. Isn't that a closed culture thing where you can make up a word and everyone knows what you're talking about? <laughs> yes. I- <laughs> I'm not going to get into that right now. Oh, yeah, I've been yammering. I've been yammering about a bunch of gaming news and you've been able to keep up. So I I'm, I'm pretty much like off. the guy listening to you and nodding his head like, yeah, I agree. And then I'll be like, you know what? Yeah, that's that's interesting. But yeah, like this. Well, next time, 
<laughs> Next time we have you on, you can just be the guy that goes <laughs> every single time. <laughs> yeah. Next time I'm gonna I'm gonna have I want to have my own thing. I'm gonna get a lot of information and not be. I, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but yeah, it was interesting. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Not be the yeah. the guy that's sitting on the steps with his skateboard. Yeah, for two hours, <laughs> <laughs> waiting for his buddy to show up. <laughs> Y'all, man. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. So thanks for listening, everyone. Um, trying to get your your episodes out as fast as I can. Uh, look for new episodes. I, I am actually looking for some more guests on the show. So it's maybe a pretty full month of guests. So. Uh, be sure to tune in and listen and go support everything they do and uh, play some anime soccer, play some anime soccer. Yeah, that's it. And uh, <laughs> our usual tagline, if you haven't heard it, is uh, it's not the newest news in gaming. And then the other person, which is going to be me, says, unless it's new to us. <laughs> <laughs>